um, can, could I ask you another question? Absolutely, about, go ahead. Um, I, I mean, you you half answered it earlier on by by saying that you had uh, you used to do Taekwondo, but I was wondering if um, a generally about martial arts. But is there anything to go venture back into the area of martial arts? Which one might you do, or and and why? I technically, you know what? I would actually try to do Taekwondo again because it's something that I've done up to. I think it was red stripe so right before black belt i decided to just quit i don't know why i was so close you know why because i didn't want to become a legal weapon that's that's why i just because apparently i black belt <laughs> so i stopped at red and uh red stripe but no i just i got passionate about uh, playing soccer and doing track and field and so as a kid you had to take on the world apparently but i would definitely do that <laughs> because um there's a one factor because i did that and the other factor would be because would be because my wife is South Korean and Taekwondo is a South Korean martial arts and it would help me understand her culture a lot more. Right. There's also uh, Tang Sudo, isn't there as well? I think, uh, I think, um, what's his name? Um, Chuck Norris. That was his, that was his main martial. That's, that's a Korean art as well, I think, isn't it? And do you, how, how likely, you know, if you're talking about percentage, oh yeah, I'm 80% likely to start a martial art again, or I'm 0.3% likely. I mean, how, where would you put yourself on that scale? Right now in, in my current life uh, situation, I would say it's probably like in the low percentile. Uh, I haven't really thought of it until now, this conversation, but looking back at it, uh, like maybe later on in life, I no longer can do, let's say, play soccer. I need something not as intense, but more body focus and help me understand my body movement and control my body and try to get into better shape without tackling somebody or kicking a ball or it, it i guess it really depends on where i stand in my life and for now it's in the low percentile but i it's not out of the picture that's all i'm saying <laughs> so that's good oh i'm encouraged to hear that yeah so uh yeah i'm excited to do that and um, do you have any other questions i can keep going all day Actually, let me let me just see about some of these. Maybe I can sneakily fit uh, f uh, fit in somehow or adapt some of these uh, questions. I, I you know, because I got curious when you got in touch with me. I got curious about you know what turned you on uh, about podcasting. So it depends. Are you are you going to restrict me to judo here? It's whatever you want. What was it about the idea of podcasting that interest you interested you and motivated you to to get on the air? You know, what's your sort of history? In podcasting, how long had you been interested in the idea? Were you curious as a kid about other people's lives? Um, so I guess the main point, I guess it started off after puberty where my voice changed and people have been saying, hey, Alex, you have a, a radio voice, so you should do radio. And I said, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, but I don't know what I would talk about. And this has been going on for, I don't know, 15 years, just that constantly, constantly. Then I started learning a little bit more about podcasting and didn't really take interest because in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do something that was beneficial for people and just not talk without offering anything. I'm not saying people who do do that are not offering anything. It's just for me personally, I wanted something that I can, let's say, look back and I'd say, you know what? I want to learn from this. I want to pick up this hobby or, well, it wasn't hobby at that point, but just I wanted to make it beneficial for people from any region around the world, any age. So I want it also to be that the first episode can be just as relevant as the latest episode. So my friend actually said, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And I said, well, actually, backtrack again, sorry. Uh, I started producing music around 10 years ago. And through that, I would produce my own music and then I would record. I already had all the equipment. So 
fast forward to the future, my friend said, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. And I said to myself, you know what? I have all the equipment. I have the drive. Why don't I start a podcast as well? And when I when it came to coming up with the idea for hobbies, honestly, I could tell you that it just it just popped up. I can't tell you that it was like a magical story where I met a leprechaun hobbyist who <laughs> said, you should do a podcast about hobbies. No, it was just one morning I woke up like, you know what? I want to do hobbies. And I recorded 10 episodes before I released the first one. I recorded friends and family. So because those are the easiest people to get. And I'm not saying their podcast wasn't good. It was great. It's just a lot easier to get in connection with people you know first before meeting strangers. Wonderful strangers like yourself. But it's hard to convince people to join your podcast if you have nothing beforehand. So I had friends and family join on till I think like episode 20. And uh, yeah, I've just been going strong. And in the back of my mind, let's say if I if and when I do have kids, I want it to be something that they can listen to and hopefully find a passion, whether it's judo or podcasting or anything and learn from it, not only because of the episode or the hobby itself, but the people behind them to know why this drives them to do what they do. That's a wonderful. I hadn't thought about that possibility, that aspect of things. That's an amazing, amazing thing. You've done almost 50. This is the 48th one now. So maybe you're in a position to to answer this, or maybe you were after the first show. But what sort of contribution, you know, has this, and I hope this doesn't sound too lofty, but has, has podcasting made to your life or how has it enriched your life? Uh, it enriched my life because it allowed me to meet interesting people. And I know it sounds, I wouldn't say egotistical saying this, but it has helped people um, grow in certain ways. And it, one way it actually helped people was in a way that I never expected where I've had, I've have, I have a pretty large, oh, I'd say large, I say 30 people or so in South Korea who listen to my podcast, not necessarily just because of the hobby aspect, but also to improve their English. So they're listening to my podcast to improve. So I never thought that my podcast would be used as anything but learning about a hobby, but that's enriched me knowing that I am helping out in certain ways that I didn't expect to help out. And if let's say this is the last episode I do, I would be completely satisfied in the sense that I can continue knowing that my last episode is going to be just as strong as my first one, just as passionate and especially because my wife used to work night shifts. I wanted to do something beneficial, like not just sitting down like you, you wanted to do judo. You just got up saying, you know what, let's do this again. So it was just podcasting was one of those things. I just, you know what, I want to contribute to the world. I don't owe anything to the world, but I want to give. That's why on Reddit, I share everything I know about podcasting. Like I make huge lists and tutorials on how to do things. I shared my music. So I never charged anything for my music. I want to make sure that anybody from around the world can benefit. And it sounds stupid saying this, but it makes me happy when I see other people are happy. I know it sounds really stupid saying that, but... It doesn't at all. I mean, that's lovely that, that, that it can have unexpected, wonderful outcomes as well, like the people in Korea um, using it to to uh, learn English. I mean, that's... Uh, that's amazing, and, and I, you know, I, I mean, I wrote to you on Reddit to thank you for uh, for that um, because yeah, I, I thought, my, my God, here's somebody who puts as much effort into things as I do. I've got to, a kindred spirit. I've got to write to him, <laughs> you know. And uh, and I said I had to have you on my podcast, and here we are today, going on for an hour and just having a lovely conversation, and I'm loving every moment of it. Can I carry on asking you some questions? By all means, go ahead. Fantastic. If you're able to go back in time and give the pre-podcast Alex some ideas or suggestions about how to go about podcasting, what would be the most important things to say to him? I guess maybe, you know, what if you knew then, or if you know, 
if you knew then what you know now? I guess I would say don't overthink the audio editing process because sometimes, um, maybe less today, but before I would just overanalyze as I would edit the audio and I would pick, nitpick things that I would notice, but then I would show it to my wife and she says, Alex, it sounds fine. I guess I'm a little bit of perfectionist when it comes to editing the sound because I want to make sure that it's not disturbing to the ears like you would notice throughout my episodes that some sound different from the other so it's me doing some trial and error so uh yeah i guess like now i think i have it down to what i like but maybe in 10 episodes from now i'm gonna improve again and say oh, i didn't like the 10 last episodes not because of the context context but just because of the audio quality but uh yeah i would say to my old self to don't overthink just do it it's kind of like you doing your cartwheel just do it right and uh, yeah it's good good life advice i think <laughs> yeah you know i i and i just on that subject of audio quality i mean i i think i emailed you the other day and said uh i really like the audio quality i mean it's uh i i think you've nailed it but that's just that's just my opinion it's the, the idea that you are your own worst critic yeah exactly <laughs> but i guess that helps let's say for yourself and for myself that the fact that we want to try to improve ourselves and we are our own worst critic we push to be better. Exactly. Although I, sometimes I'm really lazy. But uh, <laughs> that's called being human. We, we some days are tougher than the others, yeah, so that's fine. Here's here's one that might uh, maybe maybe people will be listening and this will influence them. But uh, you know, if you were to be able to change podcasting apps or websites or software, what changes would you make? I mean, are the things that are just always clumsy to do um, and you, you think could be done better across several different apps or, you know, are there technical things that you would change? The one thing I would change is that there are so many different applications to for people to host their podcasts. And unfortunately, when it comes to distributing, let's say it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or any other podcast platforms, they don't necessarily follow the same rules or analytics systems or how they measure podcasts so it's sometimes hard to differentiate where some podcast some some episodes your some of your episodes are doing better in or how they measure things because some people measure downloads some others measured listens and they determine the region some other determined devices is listened on so it's kind of hard to find a common ground to just get a, a global idea of what direction your podcast is going I'm thinking, uh, and this is probably before your time, but when I first started using computers, pre-DOS even, when you had to load them from a cassette tape, eventually the technology progressed to where there were, at that point, you know, uh, Microsoft Word and WordPerfect were probably two of seven or eight major word processing programs. And they each did things relatively differently. But then as you know, certain programs went by the website, by the um, wayside. You know, there was a, a generic kind of look to the interface, which has persisted now. So now we've got, you know, that there'll be a menu bar generally on top, something, you know, a button that looks like an old computer disk, ironically enough. That means that if you push it, you can save the file and all that kind of thing. Can you foresee a time when uh, podcasting software and the ways that that these different companies approach things are a little more unified? 
Uh, I do hope that happens, but in today's day and age, unfortunately for podcasting, it's a very competitive field and there are a lot more big corporations jumping in and pouring in a lot of money. So little guys like such myself don't necessarily have as big of a chance, but for me, the long run, it's not about making it big. It's just getting my message out there and whoever listens, hey, good for you. But back to what you were saying, um, the reason why I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon is because companies like to take risk and do something different to make them stand out from the competition. So that's why, let's say Apple, for example, is famous for this for, let's say, their cell phones. They take out the audio jack or they... So so it's it's a lot of things. It's it's different. It's, it's a step towards something else. But sometimes, is it necessary? No. It's marketing. People, it's exactly. It's marketing. It's different from the others. I'm not bashing people who have iPhones or Apple itself. But it's just the idea that it's the economical aspect where you... To, in order to succeed, you got to be throwing the risk. You got to take a risk and try something different. And if it fails, you just try something else different to differentiate yourself from everybody else. And in a grand scheme of things, it makes it somewhat harder for, let's say, people, consumers and listeners and creators to get their stuff out there and on different platforms. So there's a huge, huge irony in that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like, here you go. Here's an application for you. But we're going to twisted so it doesn't give you all the advantages to work with anybody else necessarily and also here's 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 an application for a uh, a method of communication but because we're going about things differently than this company and that company and this and you know uh, all these companies are going about things differently than each other it, it kind of stymies the communication being as as widespread as as possible exactly exactly do you think you'll uh, continue to podcast what does the future hold for you in relation to podcasting uh, you know what? I want to do this as long as I can. Um, but it's one of those things that, like I said before, if this is my last episode, I am completely happy with everything I've done because I feel that every episode has something different to offer. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things that it's a passion for me now. I think it's like one of my callings. I haven't been this passionate about uh, a hobby till now. Like I love doing music, but I wasn't as passionate as creating podcasts because I was creating sounds, but I do like interacting with people, getting to know people's stories and what makes them happy. And I remember back in high school, I think this is like one of the first signs that I realized I like gathering people together is because at prom, everybody was having their own individual parties before prom, like the pre-prom thing. So everybody goes to somebody's house. And I decided that there are some people that were excluded. So people who weren't necessarily part of popular clubs or weren't athletics or some athletes or something like that. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to invite everybody in my grade. So whoever can make it, like who wasn't invited to something, will at least be invited to something. It's not like a petty party, but because I was going there, then it would have been weird if I was doing a petty party for myself. But it's just the idea that I want everybody's last moment of high school to be inclusive and whether you bring your friends or your family. So I had like parents who I've, well, people I've not necessarily interacted with in high school come over to my house with their kids and everybody was taking photos. And it was great to just know that I wanted to do That's I think that's my calling. I want to gather people together. And that's why at parties, when I do go to parties, I like meeting people and introducing people to other people. And uh, yeah, that's this is definitely my calling. And I'd like to go as far as I can. But if anything were to happen, I regret nothing. You're a uh, you're a closet social worker. That was my professional <laughs> background. The way you know you can come through different professional backgrounds to being a psychotherapist, and uh, 
that was always what I did. Actually, they ask you a question when you're, when I was in graduate school. You know, uh, can you trace? Or actually, no. When I was doing my undergrad, can you trace the history of these skills? You know, and I realized, yeah, I always used to get people together, and uh, <laughs> I used to use my birthday as an excuse to get people together when I lived in London, in England, and uh, used to get them together in the middle of Piccadilly Circus, circus on my birthday, just using my birthday as a, an excuse because I wanted my different sets of friends to get to know each other. You know. You know what I'm actually going to do with this part of the episode? I'm actually going to break this up into a bonus separate episode. Mm. So people who want to learn about judo will listen to the judo part. And I'll release both of this thing on, on the same day. So people will have that little extra bonus episode to learn about the podcast host, I guess. If, if you were interested in learning more about me, I guess. Thank you for, uh, for letting me ask those questions. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any more? Um, I do actually. I mean, I, I, I'm an ex-therapist. I mean, I'm never. <laughs> you can. All right, let's do. Let's do one more. Let's make okay. this one count. <laughs> okay. okay. Let me see. No, you know what? I think I think I'm going to leave it there because the that last the, the, the question I, I just asked you was the uh, was the last question I had about what does the future hold and uh, you know will you continue podcasting and uh, I think that's a good way to to wrap that up. Yeah, leave it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs>